Famahan Co. Season 6, Episode 10. Today on the podcast, I had the wonderful honor and opportunity of having our social media manager working behind the scenes of the gram here with us on the podcast, Jasmine. I didn't want to butcher your last name, so I'll just go until that. But Jasmine is known to be a very ambitious, empathetic, and idealistic. And working with you through the span of last year and this year alone has been one of the greatest things that I ever had to, to work with. And seeing you and knowing where you're headed now, I am so excited for your future so if you're interested everyone join with me as i have a conversation with our kasama jasmine on the podcast you already know what to do if you could tell a little bit about yourself your name pronouns and if you could describe yourself in a filipino cuisine dessert and dish what would you be and why Okay, um, so my name is Jasmine Potomata, as Chachi already said before, I am the social media manager. Um, gender pronouns are she, her, hers. And profession, I'm not really too sure because I'm in between finishing my job and then transitioning into becoming a student. So I guess currently a student. And then I am a second generation Filipina born and raised on the big island of, of Hawaii. I would say maybe Kanakbet. I don't know how to describe my personality. It's just that, like, it's, like, my favorite dish. <laughs> Maybe because there's, like, a lot of different inside of it and it's pretty healthy. I remember as a kid, I hated eating kanakbe, but now it's, like, my comfort food. Because whenever I eat, I'm just, like, reminding me of my, like, it reminds me of my family and growing up on the big island. That's exactly it. And I think our favorite, I feel like I see you as a kanakbe because there's all different personality, uh, but that makes you, um, your own self said oh how was your upbringing like with your family growing up as a filipino in hawaii especially in the big island so i don't know i feel like there's so many things that i want to say to answer this question because um growing up with my family like i think about my nuclear family but i also think about my big island community as my family especially the small town that i grew up in called keao so it's very heavily or ilocano immigrants and a lot of them actually end up like working in papaya farms, which is what my parents do. So my parents are papaya farmers. And I'd say that everyone in the Big Island or especially in that KL community is connected to each other in some way. So even if you don't necessarily know someone, you might have a mutual connection, like mutual connection, friend or family that you can bond or like talk over, like know. So I thought that was like pretty interesting. Also, I was growing up Filipino in Hawaii. Yeah, so like even... My classmates, they were like all Filipino. So even though like if we go to like a family function, I would see like so many of my classmates over there too. So I would even consider like family friends, like my family too over there. Um, in terms of my nuclear family, I would say that I was pretty blessed with having very close familial ties with everyone. So I lived in a multi-generational household, much like a lot of Filipino families out there. So I lived with my maternal grandparents, my parents, and then three siblings. So I was the oldest of four. In terms of my grandparents, it was kind of hard to communicate with them a little bit because I didn't really understand how to speak Ilocano because I'm second generation. I wasn't really taught 
um, at a young age. But so language, there was that language barrier, but I also felt like there were different ways that we could connect or like bond with each other. So it's because of them that I learned about TFC or about learning about the different Locano dishes. So that was really interesting. My parents were super supportive and they instilled a lot of the Filipino values in me, such as hard work and the importance of an education. And I felt like that really helped me in my, in my educational career, I believe. And then my siblings were all very close in age. Um, so that was really good that we were able to like be each other's best friends. And we ended up doing a lot of the same activities growing up because of that. But even though like we grew up doing the same things, once we left the house and we went off to college, we ended up studying different things. So there was also that very good aspect of individuality. But even though we um, explored our own different interests, we're also pretty close and um, actually, since my last, my youngest sibling is going to come out to Oahu this in a few months, we're all going to end up living together. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> Just being able to like, we all live together and then we went our separate ways and then all of a sudden it's like circling back because we're all going to live with each other again. I think part of it is like um, seeing how close ties you are, especially with uh, an island like Big Island, like there's so many Filipino community out there and it just creates the sense of like feeling of home and feeling of like that comfortness. So it's like, um, I don't know, this might be like brought up later with another question that you might ask because I'm just like reading through the questions. But um, when I actually moved out here to Oahu, there was a bit of a culture shock because I was surrounded by so many like Filipinos growing up in the big island. So now I'm like, oh, there are like so many different kinds of Asians out here. There are so many um, other ethnicities from other different countries. And it was kind of a culture shock to me. But then what I found like a lot of comfort in was like knowing that there were people who were like the same ethnicity as me, who had like the same upbringing um, in the same major as me. So then it was like them who were like my very first friends. It was like just sort of that feeling of home, but like in a different place. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does make sense. And I think that will kind of be brought up in, a, in another question. But I wanted to actually bring up like the close-knit that you had with your grandparents and the relationship you had, especially oh, even yeah. though even though there was a bit of a language barrier, um, the connection that you guys had through the same mutual um, interest. So I guess rendition along with that is, um, how do you see yourself with your own cultural identity from before and now? I guess before it was very, I didn't really think about it before. Like I was just like Filipino, I guess, <laughs> because like, I don't know, because it's just like something that you were brought up in. So you don't really like think about like something because I guess I wasn't really exposed to other different cultures growing up because it was a predominantly Filipino community. So I didn't really know I couldn't compare my cultural identity to something else. So before it was just like every anything that I my cultural identity was like pretty much all that I knew. But then now I think that like because I've been exposed to different cultures, it's like a little bit more, I wouldn't say complicated, but complex. Yeah, it's like recognizing like why some things, it's like you start to understand why I was brought up in a certain way, I guess. Or like why there are certain values that are involved in my culture. Or like why, like, yeah, certain values are brought up in the culture. I guess it's, I guess it's a little bit difficult in terms of like being surrounded by the entire Filipino community and then moving moving to Oahu where there's just different types of Asians um you tend to like and you see that because we're we're all Asian there's just a similar sense of background that we all came from but we're just 
a little bit different in terms of like um, where we kind of came from. Mm -hmm. and I guess now, um, especially being on Oahu, what were the things that gave you a little bit like, I didn't knew that before, or like you kind of like had so much um, light bulbs? Um, I guess before, since I was already from a rural community, I didn't really know that there was like such a big um, like disparity, I guess, between like Filipinos and other type of like ethnicities. So when I moved out to, to Oahu and then like, like I mentioned before, my first few friends at UH Manoa were Filipinos. So from the, like, and we were also like on the pre-med track. And then I just like, that was like the first time I actually like recognized or like witnessed someone in my ethnicity, like decide to pursue the pre-med track and then like how they didn't have certain opportunities as other people too. And even though I was from the big island from a rural community, I never really felt like I had obstacles in my way necessarily because that was all I was ever exposed to. And then my friends who grew up here on Oahu, they had to be like, they were constantly compared to like every other people, like especially like with their background, like their community and like what high school they went to and what resources they had compared to like other students who were on the pre-med track. And that was like sort of when I realized that maybe Filipinos like aren't put on the same, you don't have like maybe the same opportunities and or resources as other people. Have you personally struggled yeah. with fully embracing your cultural identity? I would say yes and no. <laughs> because I wasn't like, as I mentioned before, since mm -hmm. I grew up in a predominantly Filipino like community, I didn't really feel like shame about it necessarily. Like I was never teased about it because everyone around me was already pretty much Filipino. So I don't think I really struggled with the idea of being Filipino, but in terms of like fully embracing it, that's probably a different different avenue because I, I think that because I grew up in a Filipino community, I didn't feel like I had the need to like learn more about or go deeper into my culture. Yeah. So like, as I mentioned before, I never, I didn't get to learn the language. So I was exposed to the language. I can understand a little bit of it, but I never went out of my way to like actually take the time to like sit down and learn the language so I guess that's like an example yeah but like after a while I like as you like know already I like want to go into the medical field and then one of the things that I actually want to do is like actually serve the Filipino community on the big island and a lot of that has to do with like witnessing my own grandpa go through his own illness and then seeing that sort of um that healthcare disparity that exists within the Filipino community so after being able to um shout out a couple of the Filipino physicians over here on Oahu that like made me realize like how important like culture is into patient care and it seems like a very like the obvious thing but like like being able to witness it firsthand was actually like really eye-opening so I think like from that moment on I really started to like actually want to learn more about my culture so I took um Ila Ing the online Ilocano language class so that was really interesting so and we're not only about like a little bit of the, about the language, but also a lot more of like the culture and they made us like read a couple of articles and like analyze a few things too. So that was pretty interesting to do. And I, I think what you shared is a little bit important because I feel like growing up in such a community where if you're surrounded with the similar culture as you, I think you wouldn't as much um, be kind of like, we go out of your way to learn as um if 
not something that kind of sparked your interest, which is um, for in this case, which is uh, the cultural disparity is within our Filipino community, which is our health. Mm -hmm. um, I guess where I wanted to go with this is what does it mean <laughs> to reclaim your Filipino identity? So that's the very big question of this podcast. <laughs> so it was actually pretty interesting. Yeah. So then I listened to the podcast. And it's like interesting to see or like hear like everyone's different renditions of it. But um, yeah, I don't know, like for some reason, like every single time I listen to someone's answer, it's like, yes, that's definitely what it means to reclaim your Filipino identity. But it's also like, oh, what do I say when I answer this question if I like agree with what everyone else says? Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think that like, like I broke it down. So like, of course, you have to like to reclaim means to recover right so it's like basically to recover your filipino identity but you ask yourself what does it mean to like be filipino too right because there's like so much different aspects that go into it but i guess if you look into the bigger picture it means like dismantling a lot of like the settler colonialism mindsets that happen but um i don't know too much about like the history, unfortunately. Um, I didn't take too many Filipino classes when I was an undergrad, but um, personally, I would say that to me, reclaiming your Filipino identity means like being able to take the initiative to learn more about the culture and not only like to learn about it, but also to cultivate it and pass it on to other people too, so that the next generation will also keep it alive. So it's like passing it forward, sort of. <laughs> I think. I think this question, even though this is the really the big picture of like the entire podcast, um, there's just so much that goes along with it. Like even with um, the different people that answer this question, it's a it takes a while to just answer it because it's it's hard. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. a hard question. Very hard. <laughs> and like one thing that you brought up, and like I wanted to mention from your story is that. Um, to to reclaim something is to recover it and mm -hmm. what you said it's um it's being able to dismantle some of the old not old but some of the things that has caused us the way we are and yeah. for you and especially because um only being exposed to the the um the the deeper kind of picture of like our Filipino identity. What is one thing that has really sparked your interest, especially um, knowing that you are set on going into um, pursuing a medical degree? Um, for me, I think it's just like the ability to connect to other people, I would say. I think that it's like, wait, sorry. <laughs> Let me think about that question more slowly so are you asking about like dismantling the like old mindset or are you like asking about the like the reason why I wanted to learn more about my culture or the culture the second one <laughs> okay um yeah I think it's just all about connect like being able to connect with other people 
So um, I think that like when you learn more about your own culture, it's like not only like an introspective reflection thing where you get to like know more about yourself, but it also extends to like getting to understand other people and like why they think certain ways or why they believe certain values. I think that's very important, especially in patient care where so much of it is not just about treating the disease, but rather like trying to like earn that trust from your patient. And I think that a lot of it has to do with understanding, um, I feel like I'm repeating stuff, but like basically understanding their values and like what they deem to be very important because in all that kind of just influences their decision-making in the end, like influences how their care will go. Yeah, or at least that's what I've observed. <laughs> I think one thing that I've also noticed is that knowing how willingly you are willing to learn and especially your growth from being in the big island to being in Oahu like you've been exposed to different cultures um what is one thing that and this is not on the the question that I sent um it was just that came up in the in conversation but what is one thing that you would want to want to share to your your sibling who will be coming to Ooh, that's a good question um definitely keep an open mindset I think I think like what really helped me was like because I'm like a pretty shy person um I can't really say the like the same thing for my for my younger sibling so maybe it would be easier for him but definitely keep an open mindset um find your people I think that like finding the right people in college is very important to like being able to succeed and for me um my people were like, as I mentioned before, like, my first friends were um, people who I thought shared, like, the same culture as me, because it was a lot easier to, like, talk to them, so. Um, actually, one of the things that I regret not doing when I was an undergrad was studying Ilocano, so I took Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I felt like if I studied um, Ilocano, or if, it, or if I joined their club earlier, I think that I would have found my people a lot sooner. Honestly, I think... It comes with time and I feel like as time comes like we always um have that inkling like if if I wish um this happened then I would have been the person I am today but I feel like everything went in the entire time where things are and mm-hmm. I think through through it all um going in forward to time where do you see yourself in the next 10 years well in 10 years I would be 34 years old and if things go smoothly on the track of um, my education my career I would be finishing up my residency um, wherever that is and then planning on going back to the big island to practice Um, so even though it's like pretty late I'll be like in my mid-30s I would like get my foot into my career Um, also, I like, I also like the idea of like going back to the big island, um, being with my family again, possibly starting my own because I don't know, being able to like have a family and like that, I want to be able to like experience that again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I want to like be able to like go back in the big island, um, be with my family, um, possibly start my own because I know that growing up family was like such a huge part of like, you know, being able to like, I feel like I have to re-say this again. I don't know how to like word it, that's why. But like, you know, like, or like I've always like grown up with my parents telling me about like how family was like so important. 
that's why so i'd like to be able to like have my own too like start my own maybe in the next 10 years um and then i think that this will probably happen after 10 years but i'll also like to start my own mentorship program for pre-meds and a lot of this was inspired actually by the philippine medical association of Hawaii. so for anyone listening out there listen to dr Vincent's episode on here she'll explain everything here but i don't know i was like very thankful for their organization like being able to like yeah, just being able to like take on pre-meds and like guide them through this because I honestly without them, I don't know if I'd be able to like get to where I am today. And, you know, I think I was very lucky to be able to get that because I'm here on Oahu and I have that resource because I moved out here. But unfortunately, on the Big Island, I can't really say that's the same thing. So I hope that when I go back to the Big Island, I can start something very similar over there too, so that eventually that does get started and there are pre-meds over there they'll eventually come back to the big island and serve over there because we do need physicians on the outer islands i have a lot of i have a lot of hope and i have a lot of um like really like optimist that things will go and i feel like you have so much passion and so much good in you that everything will go towards whatever you have in store for yourself and i guess <laughs> One thing that really also not on the document um, and it just came to head is that if you could tell yourself one thing when you were 12 years old, what is that thing that you wanted to tell yourself? It's okay if things don't go according to plan. <laughs> I don't know, like growing up, I had like a very clear idea of what my future was going to be, I guess. And um, I'm still like on the street and now I think that I'm doing pretty good. But I also like think that having such like a narrow like mindset prevented me from like I guess being okay with like making a few mistakes along the way too so I think and like also like I wouldn't necessarily say this is a bad thing but like my parents growing up I think that like they were like super supportive of me but I also think that when it comes to failure um I want to say that they didn't not support me failing or they but it's not like they also encouraged me to fail either if that makes sense you know what I mean so I think that like it would have been what I would like to tell my younger self is that it's okay if you fail you know what matters is like what happens after you fail because of course you're gonna like along as you get older you're going to fail so it's just a matter about like how you redirect yourself it's about upward failing <laughs> oh yes <laughs> I and I think that's I think that's part of our also in our culture is like our parents strive for us to do to be successful. That at times right. they're they're scared of us failing, and they always want to hold our hands. But I think it's always that it's it's okay that it's okay to let us let us go and let us let us fail in terms of being able to kind of cultivate into a more growth mindset. Yes, yes, you, you're really good at wording that. <laughs> and I guess where, where, where I'm going with this now is um, if you were given the opportunity to, um, especially with what you have in planned for your own self, um, if creating the mentorship program, what, would, what advice would you give to your future mentees? Ooh. do not get imposter syndrome <laughs> I mean like 
I actually never heard about imposter syndrome. I think that's like a newish term. I don't know like how old it is, but it became like popular pretty recently, right? I think like it's because um, Filipinos, at least like the ones that I've met, they're like typically humble. Um, they don't really want to like show off like what they got. And I think that like it also impacts a lot of like self-esteem and like being able to like, well, obviously they, we can do like what we want to do, what we set ourselves to do. But I think that like having a lot of imposter syndrome and like kind of sets us back, especially since we don't really see a lot of ourselves in like a lot of white collar jobs or a lot of like very high positions, not a lot of us. Um, so I think that like, and advice I would give is to not get imposter syndrome. Like the reason why you got, you got so far, or, or like there's a reason why you got this far, you know, it's because of like your own talents, because of your hard work. So don't try to compare yourself to other people. <laughs> and I have to tell myself this all the time too. My boyfriend can vouch for that, <laughs> but yeah. Yes, and I think like um, it, it comes in time. Um, truly, um, we we are the most and um, like going to like emphasize it so much. I feel like we are the most powerful beings. That at times mm -hmm. we get a little bit too too scared because we're just afraid of just the standards that has been put on us. And I think mm -hmm. through time. So, and that would be great on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, I guess that's all the questions that I have for today. Um, one thing being is if you could recommend a Filipino film music to anyone, your favorite Filipino film music and your dish and also your favorite Philippine thing. Okay. Um, unfortunately, ever since I moved out from the Big Island, I haven't seen a lot of Filipino. I've been watching TFC. I haven't been seeing a lot of Filipino films. Um, but I guess like I really do like, um, is that her name? Mia Salonga? Mm -hmm. Like the Disney princess voice. Yeah. So like that was actually my, the very first time where I actually like heard of a Filipino like singer. So that was really cool. Um, Filipino dish, as I said, I really like Pinakbet. <laughs> um, everyone who hasn't tried it, go try it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys have. Um, and the Ilocano phrase. Um, this is actually the very first one that I learned. Mangantayon. Um, <laughs> Let's eat. And that's the, that's the way to our hearts is food. <laughs> <laughs> I think through all it's said and done, even um, I know it was a little bit short, but um, one thing that I do want to add on is what is one thing that you learned from just being a part of Kasamahan Co? Ooh, that is a good question. I guess like because I never really like took any or like Filipino classes. What I really enjoyed about being a part of this community was like just learning more about, I guess like just through reading the articles, you know, like about how other people perceive their cultural identity, about any sort of, um, about the history about Filipinos in Hawaii especially. I think that was really interesting because as like a second generation, 
like because my grandpa i think he was a cicada like one of the later ones so that's just really like pretty interesting to learn all about that too i think also being able to like connect with other different filipino organizations so i never heard about any of these filipino organizations until i joined so that was really interesting too Oops, sorry i repeat and also just like basically having a community there <laughs> being able to like hear about other people's experiences compare it to my own and there's like a very wide variety of like different upbringings even though like we're all from like the same culture and everyone sort of like experiences something very like similar and different yeah there's like a pretty big variety of like how people grew up and like everyone's like relationship with their um i guess their family and their friends especially because we're all in different islands <laughs> Mm -hmm. and i think part of it the reason why and i think no one knows this um before having you on to kasama hanko is that um, one thing that the reason why i branched out to a diff to a team is because i wanted to be able to make sure that the knowledge that i know i'm able to also pass it on and to make sure that mm -hmm. it it flows or it transition well um, and like being able to see your guys's upbringings and knowing that where you guys come from it kind of gives a sense of pride into like creating this critical dialogue that we we need right now mm -hmm. yeah. so it's like that idea of like um yeah definitely like learning about it cultivating it and then like making other people or having other or teaching it to other people so that they can learn about it too. <laughs> I don't know. I got tongue tied. No, no worries. And with that, with that said, um, this is the final time of the podcast where if you wanted to share something that you're doing that you want anyone to support and help or just a little oh. shout out. Just a little shout out. Hmm, let me think. I don't know. I feel like since I'm like transitioning into school, I'm ending a lot of things now. But um, I do have a book club if anyone is still interested in joining. In joining. Um, it's been a little bit slow nowadays, but I'll hop back on it maybe re um, in the near future. But it's called at PBJ Book Club. Um, also, for any pre-meds who are interested in Filipino um, mentorship, I know Dr. Vincent also mentioned this, but you guys can follow PMA Ho at PMA Hawaii on Instagram. And then I try, let me think of like the pre-med one because there's like a different name for it. It's like PP, PPMAH dot pre-med. Yeah, so also look for that one. Um, yeah, I would say those are the two. And of course, follow us. Kasahama. <laughs> And with that said, that concludes the podcast. And then I'll let you know if anything, I'm going to give it a listen after it renders. But let me stop recording.